Welcome to Doom Scroll. I'm one of your hosts, Lisa Curry. Hey, and I'm Matthew Sheffield. And we are joined today by Chrissy Stroop, who's a good friend of mine and a very great and funny writer as well. Hey, Chrissy. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you, Matt. It's great to be here. Nice to have you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Lisa. We have some really fun news. (laughs) The news is always fun, isn't it? It's uh, unbelievably absurd all the time. Rudy Giuliani... (laughs) I can't believe he's a real person. He really and has also, become yeah. beyond a caricature of himself. Yeah, but he's now um, Since begging when? Trump for money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now he's begging Trump for money for compensation for all of the "quote unquote" work he did in 2020 for the election, which I'm booking four seasons landscaping is <laughs> i mean he should be we should compensate him for that <laughs> but it, it is it is such a fun story though the thing is that apparently trump and and giuliani had some sort of arrangement but of course it was not signed in writing at all it was a handshake agreement according to the new york times reporting and basically trump seems to be saying that well you didn't win so I don't have to pay you. And you know what? <laughs> Who, like, what kind of person, like, that really shows you how stupid Rudy Giuliani is. Yeah, he I goes don't even blame Trump that for that. type of arrangement. And yeah, so. Egocentric doofus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that no, and, and I guess that, and that's the thing with all these people that keep getting screwed over by Trump. It's like, all of them seem to think that they are not going to be the one who's going to get mm-hmm. fucked over. It's mm-hmm. like they're they're smarter than everyone else. They're the ones that have it all figured out. It's yeah. amazing what people convince themselves of. But when you're as narcissistic as these assholes, I guess you can convince yourself of a lot of things. So he's, I guess, apparently so hard up for money. He put his apartment for sale. He has. Oh no! He's, he's, poor guy. I know he's his six million violin. dollar apartment. He's going to have feel to sorry rent. For him? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gee, uh, you might even have then... to move out of Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> poor, poor baby. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, but he somehow has a radio show in New York still. Uh, actually, <laughs> does he? I, I did he not. He does. In, I mean, I have no idea who would listen to this guy say anything at length. Wait, how, the, uh, it, you know, how, how does Wingnut Welfare pay these days? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's she, oh, like, yeah. surely not not doing terribly on with the radio show, right? But I also he's got well, nothing. Yeah, I, I saw a, a story that said he's <laughs> making like four hundred grand a year off of that radio show. That is criminal. Uh, what in the hell? Like, are people listening to it because they're in a college course on how not to be a lawyer? Is that <laughs> what's going on? I think that's about the only reason you would want to listen to it. But yeah, he's just he just keeps plugging away with it. I'm in the wrong space politically. Like, here's the thing. Joke's on the three of us. Truly. Not even on him. Because we could be running the best grifts. This man is a millionaire and he is dumb as dirt. This is... It's so frustrating. Yeah, and he's like pickled his brain in alcohol. (laughs) You know, if I if I could if I could just eliminate my scruples, I could Mm -hmm. be so rich. But yeah, yeah. Look at Caitlyn Jenner. I have this problem. 
And it's that I keep telling the truth when I should be telling the public what it wants to hear. We're suckers. We really are. I thought, oh, hey, I'm the biggest sucker here, actually, because I was in that environment. And (laughs) I'll tell you, like, no, it, it, like, Wing Nut Welfare is absolutely real. There's just like a billion dollars a year just floating around looking for somebody marginally competent to throw at them. And, and it's not just from jobs or gigs or speaking fees. Like they'll even do it with books as well. Like this week, there was a story that came out, I believe it was the Daily Beast, that that this guy wrote a biography of Tucker Carlson and it has not sold at all. It sold 3,000 copies um, <laughs> in its first week. I could and sell the reason, more <laughs> and I don't have that big of a platform. Yeah, well, see, but here's the thing. When you are uh, a right-wing author who writes a book, there are groups that literally will go and bulk buy your book from bookstores in order to pump you up into the bestseller charts. And that's why the New York Times, when they have their list of bestsellers, and they shouldn't even allow these bulk buy books on the list at all, but they still do. But they put a little dagger next to your book title. And the right wing is so upset to see a little text symbol of a dagger next to their title because it means that that they cheated in order to get onto the list. But this Tucker Carlson biographer guy, like now that Tucker got canned from Fox, nobody's going to bulk buy the book and try to promote him up. And so now you see the actual audience of right-wing books because like their audience doesn't read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Speaking of just a group of grifters, the first Republican debate is this week and I, I can't wait. I'm, I will absolutely be watching it. And, and Trump has said he's not go. He doesn't need to go. His followers are this. I don't even think it's a scandal. And that kind of scares me because <laughs> yeah. I feel like these trials could all get delayed enough that he doesn't get sentenced before the general election. He becomes a candidate and there's a chance he could, he could win. And then I, I don't think we'll he would see prison time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at the supporters of Ron DeSantis or some of these other candidates, they will constantly go and say, oh, Trump can't win. My candidate can win. And it's like, you have you ever looked at general election polls? Like your candidate loses every time to Biden in these polls. So the Republican base is actually not wrong that Trump is the strongest Republican candidate. What a sad commentary uh, on America that is. I know. Yes, yes. Well, but but it's also that like he's not like a Ronald Reagan wind up doll. Like that's the other thing is that like Vivek Ramaswamy or Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or any of these other assholes. They just spout the same old crap that these people have been saying since the 70s. DeSantis Um, is maybe a little original about it, not necessarily in a way that helps him. I mean, he's. He's people just more all, malicious, people, that's all. People said Al Gore was wooden. He is he's wooden. He, the dude has <laughs> oh, yeah. no charisma. And he has this squeaky little elf voice. And he will not publish anywhere how tall he is. <laughs> I think he's shorter than Tom Cruise, to be honest. And he's very insecure about it. He's basically the Lord Farquaad of Florida. also possibly even more damning than any of his political views he's a disney adult and he had a disney wedding so (laughs) but now he's attacking disney because i think what he really wants is a (laughs) refund on his disney wedding i think that's what this is about he's pissed at how much money he spent on it i guess so but but anyway and so today as we're recording this so we're recording this on monday trump made a a post on on his uh, 
backwater social network saying that he <laughs> is is going to not go to the debates, plural, which seems to imply he doesn't want to do any of them, which is actually kind of interesting because that basically he just gave Joe Biden the excuse to not go and debate with him at all either because he because according to Trump, everybody already knows who I am. And it's like, well, everybody knows who Joe Biden is. He's kind of the president. I mean, I don't know. General election versus primary is a different sort of thing. And uh, Trump's advisors would probably push him to debate Biden, right? Because because oh, he wants not, to. Yeah. Biden is not known as a good speaker. But, also, uh, I feel like if he doesn't want to debate Biden, doesn't that just help Biden? Because then he could just take that time slot and hold like some sort of town hall explaining to people what he wants to accomplish in his next term and why he thinks Trump is bad. If Trump is the nominee, it's like, it doesn't. It is a weird dynamic though, because like in 2020 Biden, he completely destroyed Trump in the debates that they had. Mm -hmm. And so like, but, but Trump seems to think that he did well in those debates, which, hey, you know what? I'm glad he thinks that. <laughs> well, the thing about any kind of debate is that who won depends entirely on what your preconceived notions of the debaters are when it comes to something really ideological like that, right? I mean, this is why it's not mm -hmm. a good idea for legitimate scientists to debate creationists, because all it does is boost the uh, creationist confidence that, oh, see, the real scientists are taking us seriously. They take me seriously. And all their evangelical fanboys and fangirls decide that they won. And I mean, the Creation Museum in Kentucky, I've been there. That is a weird place. <laughs> now, they're still making hay. I need hay. to go there, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> take me with, that, with you. <laughs> <laughs> and this time oh, I yeah. want to get high oh. while I go through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very bizarre, but they're still making hay off the debate that Bill Nye did with Ken Ham. Wait, know, what year like, was that? I don't remember, but it's got to be going on 10 years ago at least. And to them, they're like, it's a feather in their cap. They got this whole book about it. They got videos of it. They think they won. And Trump's fans will always think he won anything and everything. Yeah, although, like, <laughs> yeah, but it is funny, though, like after the Trump-Biden debates were over, the Republican Party immediately said, okay, we need to change these debates. We don't want to have the Presidential Debate Commission because they're biased against us. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, if you, if you were so confident that your guy did well in that, you wouldn't be crybabying about the rules. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Fair point. Uh, so, yeah. can, a, can a conservative ever resist claiming that everyone else is being unfair to them? It's really funny that they're they're the ones that are like mad about... They can't even define what they say wokeism is but they're like these people are so sensitive and it's like you're the crybabies you're constantly saying you're the victims in every scenario what are you we're just asking for people to not say the n-word that's pretty much i mean like, <laughs> this isn't a huge request <laughs> yeah yeah well speaking of crybabies jordan peterson is in the news and Jordan Peterson, he really is a lot like Rudy Giuliani. I have to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really yeah, are similar. Uh, Pseudo intellectual veneer, but he's one hundred percent doofus. Yes, they yeah. are both doofuses. Yes, yes, yeah, and they both dress like they're straight out of nineteen forty. Uh, both of them. <laughs> and so, but anyway, so so Jordan Peterson, he has a book shaped object out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, he's got he has some book that's coming out in paperback. 
and the publisher of the book, they couldn't find any good reviews of this book. So Jordan Peterson's publisher, they go and find negative reviews of the book. And they took out sentences from the book, <laughs> from these reviews, and, and, and altered them to make it look like the reviewer liked the book. Aren't it just yeah. incredible? I love it. Here's who's going to who's going to who's going to check other than those damn monkey liberal nerds. (laughs) It's also like you're a little bit too forward facing to not like I could say I got good reviews when I didn't. But he's too (laughs) big in the media. So one and who knows which of these are the actual bad reviews, because one is, oh, Christina Patterson. I thought that said Peterson. I'm like, oh, is his sister wisdom (laughs) combined with good advice? A philosophy mm. of the meaning of life, the most lucid and touching prose Peterson has written. Now that sound that sounds like that was something. <laughs> First of all, prose and Jordan Peterson in the same sentence is offensive. <laughs> if all I'm the prose you've ever written is it's like, bad, then the best prose you've ever written is is still yeah. bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like if if it were prose and diarrhea and Jordan Peterson in the sentence, like <laughs> that would work. <laughs> yeah, prose and standing in front of the microwave for too long and Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, but that that review that you specifically mentioned, I believe that that one, the original, called it a bonkers philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious and they lopped off the word bonkers <laughs> oh my god i love it it's a philosophy of life <laughs> hey yeah that's right that's right that's it's an like achievement a, um give that guy a you know, yeah it's like a big lebowski reference like mm-hmm. hey nazism <laughs> it's a philosophy <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's such a great movie i've got to watch that again sometime <laughs> yeah I was we, thinking that. I haven't seen it so we don't believe in anything <laughs> <laughs> amazing I can't uh, believe Jordan Peterson is so like, he's one of those people that if you just say something with enough conviction and I don't want to say poise, but if you look halfway put together, like part of Rudy Giuliani's downfall is he looks like shit. And <laughs> it's so true. And is a handsome yeah. man, but he doesn't look like he just fell out of a tree. And that's, that works to his advantage. Mm. And so people are like, oh, he must be smart. He, he must be. Look at him. He can comb his fucking hair. And it's, it's upsetting. He, 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 he wears a vest. Uh, he must be smart. <laughs> it's like Tucker Carlson wearing a bow tie. People are like, oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> this guy's <is> serious. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. does um, somehow have a PhD in, I think, clinical psychology, which of course. is... But and then Giuliani somehow must have a law degree, right? <laughs> he does, Good yeah. God. And he's and he's suspended from practicing law, but but not officially banned yet. We we're we're looking forward to that happening. We'll definitely have an update on that one. But yeah. So and then I guess speaking of other just strange and weird people, apparently the the World Chess Federation like has engaged in one of the strangest and most bizarre policies that I have seen, anti-trans policies, they have decided that they're going to ban trans women from chess tournaments. And because like, I I have heard the idea of, yeah, it's like, okay, physical strength, maybe, I don't know, whatever, but like, what is this? They're they're literally saying I don't really pay attention (laughs) to the, the World Chess Federation. I don't know 
who runs it to tell you the <laughs> truth. I, I was the president of my high school chess club for, <laughs> for one semester. And the best rating I ever had, though, was like 1,400. Nobody else wanted to be president. But yeah, I mean, this is... What the fuck, man? Uh, I, wait, are you, so are you saying just, that men have bigger brains than women? This is <laughs> what I was going to say. I'm like, because they think of trans women as men. And they're like, well, men are just... Too, shouldn't they just ban men from chess? I mean, this should be... Their brains are so powerful that no one could possibly... This this should be at least as scandalous as when Larry Summers said that, oh, women just aren't inclined to go into science as much as men, right? Like, this should be a big deal. But because they're attacking Uh trans women, I mean, nobody cares. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, well, it it is like a total slap in the face to cisgender women because it's basically saying, well, you ladies are, you're just too stupid. You can't... It really makes the TERFs look utterly ridiculous. And they're not banning trans people across the board. It's just trans women. Am I? Yeah, it is is a ban against trans women only. But yeah, I mean, it really just, it puts in such stark relief what anti-trans people really believe, even when they claim to be feminists. And I mean, and it's Mm -hmm. very much a horseshoe kind of thing. I mean, if you remember like the Mm -hmm. 1970s second wave feminists, radfems, the original TERFs, people like Andrea Dworkin, I mean... They're 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 very sex negative. They're anti porn. They're like just across the board, no nuance, and and on that kind of and stuff, love they Jerry Falwell. The, they work with the Christian right. Um, I mean, yeah, she literally shook hands with James fucking Dobson. Andrea Dworkin did, and and today's turfs are the same kind of not really very smart. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, it, it's just like I I I would think like. I really want to see what the existing members of the World Chess Federation who are cisgender women have to say to that. Because like this policy is is saying you're stupid. You have to be protected because you're just too stupid as a woman. Your brains you're, just you're, don't your girlish do they minds just, they just don't math handle it. It's not your fault. <laughs> they don't math. <laughs> <laughs> Since trans women are really just men, obviously they still have the math brain. Speaking yeah. of which, yeah. you know, I got I got a C plus in calculus, and I am a trans woman in college, and I never took math again. <laughs> it's yeah, what well, it was is because you were thinking about your real identity, and so that blocked the math. Gave solving. you a handicap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I so guess it's all so, in my head, yeah. which is also smarter than a cis female head, but Something not like because that. yeah. Like, what? I'm, I think but not we're in, at the at, point where we have a cork path. board with red strings now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, it, yeah, but you know what? Like Charlie Kirk on his radio show, he uh, was a big fan of this policy. And basically, and he was making it very clear what this is about. And like, if you're a turf woman, you need to understand this is who are, is your leader. The Christian <laughs> right tells you what to do no matter what you want to delude yourself. Not only that. Um, and they will eventually is. come for you, particularly oh, yeah. in oh, since, yeah. since so many radfems are lesbians. They don't like you, actually. They don't. <laughs> My biggest thing with all the, like, I mean, it, and I don't have a dog in the fight because I'm cis, but, I mean, other than, like, wanting to protect other humans but I'm, I, what I can't wrap my mind around with all of the hateful policies or proposals for policies is 
who has the fucking time? Don't you have something that you want to do with your life? Like, don't you want to enjoy it? Go watch a movie. Go find a four-leaf clover. <laughs> go for a swim. Literally <laughs> but anything. Lisa, somewhere, somewhere in the world, a trans person might be thriving. We can't let this happen. <laughs> it's a crisis. We can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, 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 and that really is what it is. Like, these people do not watch chess. These people do not play chess. They have no interest in chess. And it's, and it's the same thing with the whole trans athlete thing. Like, there are probably, like, less than 100 trans athletes in all of America. And they are making it a national issue. For less than 100, like there are zoning controversies that are like five to 10 times bigger in terms of people involved in them. And mm-hmm. no one talks about them in the national media because they're not relevant. <laughs> well, this is why I called my my new Substack that I just launched the Bugbear Dispatch, because as a trans person in America, I feel like I'm one of America's current bugbears, one of the major boogeymen of our current moral panic. It's, it's, there's always going to be something. And then once the steam runs out on this one, it's going to be something else. You don't hear a lot about Muslims being the demon spawn of the world. And in fact, actually, they're trying to team up with right wing Muslims now to attack racial justice books and, and LGBTQ books now. Yeah. Um, no, so. no, nobody better tell them that there is a long history of carving out spaces and toleration for same-sex love, homoeroticism, and multiple genders in the Muslim world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, that, it's, it's, not, it's not, not the interested in thing. history. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> yeah. Not but no, like, isn't it funny, though, because every cultural group has fads. You know, like normal people might have a fad about, oh, I'm going to wear this shirt or I'm going to have this style of hair or this exercise or read some book, whatever it is. But for the right wing, it's who are you afraid of right now? Who is the in group to be terrified of? (laughs) Well, right now I'm afraid. I'm afraid of of trans people. Oh, really? That's so yesterday. I'm afraid of Canadians. (laughs) Canadians. I am afraid of Canadians. What's with them being so polite? They're way too nice. Yeah, Yeah. there's an ulterior. You've got to be hiding something. Absolutely. And how do they stand that cold? (laughs) Yeah, what Uh, are they made of? We've got to cut one open and figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of memes, much better memes than who are you terrified of? There is an unfortunate story about Cheems, the dog who inspired the Doge meme, has passed away after being a meme for quite a while. And really... One of the bright spots of the pandemic, I think, was was this dog. Um, yeah, so, well, you know. and we lost Grumpy Cat like a year ago, too. So mm-hmm. that's these are, true. Our, yeah. and like, our pet memes are going away. Two of my absolute favorites, that's, that's yeah. for sure. It's, it's a bit of a shame that Doge became associated with the whole crypto craze, but that's not Doge's fault. And the earlier Doge memes and the gifts, I would still use those gifts all the time. They were wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're excellent. And both of those pets, by the way, probably pulled in more money than I will over the course of the next five years. I mean, I know for sure Grumpy Cat did because <laughs> Grumpy Cat had a lot of in-person appearances. I actually met Grumpy Cat years ago. Not really? Just, like name drop. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He was did you get an LA. autograph? <laughs> no, but we had a really great conversation. So... <laughs> 
He gave her a glare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he scratched me, and uh, I got the scratch tattooed on myself. <laughs> well, but speaking of cat, well, cat fishing, there is another kind of... Uh, this is one of those stories... And you, you see stories like this every once in a while. And so apparently there is a woman out there who got catfished by somebody who was pretending to be one of the Stranger Things actors, the guy who played Billy. His name is Dacre. I guess that's pronounced how you pronounce it. I have no idea. Dacre Montgomery. And apparently somebody is pretending to be him. And this woman fell for it. And she gave him $10,000. Stranger <laughs> Things have happened. Well, and you said that and I was like, I mean, okay, I get what I, I don't, I don't understand jokes. I just do comedy. <laughs> uh, I cannot wrap my mind around the number of people that have been catfished. And part of the catfishing is they send the person money. If I was flirting with some guy online and he was like, hey, babe, I need money. I'd be like, well, it looks like you need to get a job. <laughs> there, there is no scenario in which I would send a man money, even one that I know. <laughs> one of the most outlandish, wild scam stories of all time. Have you seen this documentary called Bad Vegan? I yeah. have. And what a ride. Right? Like. Well, okay, you, know, you got to summarize, I guess. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, so the woman who ran this little, like, chic vegan restaurant meets this guy from through, wasn't it through Alec Baldwin or something? Who did, did she Oh, I think so. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah. it, but I'm, I have such a terrible memory for things. That's why I'm like, you take it away, Chrissy. <laughs> he, he, was, he, was one of the, he was one of these phonies who made made himself out to be, like, some kind of, like, spy on, on Twitter. Like, he was some kind of infosec guy who actually had nothing to do with any of that. But people like Baldwin yes. on Twitter actually like followed him, retweeted him sometimes. And so she's like, oh, this guy is cool. And so he kind of like eventually convinces her that every so he has all these enemies who are out to get him and he just needs um, money to deal with the situation and, and he'll pay her back. And she keeps giving him more money and more money and more money. And, you know, by the end, they're in like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, living in a hotel, eating pizza with not vegan cheese by the but nice. he he had her convinced of all kinds of things like he wasn't just a spy he was like a higher being or something and he was going to make it so that like she and her dog could be immortal with him and he strung her along and strung yeah. her along and all this time he's hey that's worth at least 500 bucks oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gave him hundreds of thousands i mean she was ruined and um and all this time he's spending the money in like casinos I, yeah. What a dumbass. I, like, look, if you're going to steal from someone, at least spend it on something useful for yourself. Jesus. No kidding. Like, speaking of terrible people with too much money, <laughs> and we've already talked about him. Normally, we, we try not to talk about a political story at the end here, but this one involving Ron DeSantis is just too absurd that mm -hmm. we can talk about it at the end here. So, Ron DeSantis, as I, I'd say most people who are listening, probably know is trying to remake the government of Florida into kind of this, well, Christo-fascist image of his own beliefs. And one of those things includes taking over this, this university called New College. And they have, of course, purged professors and aim to eliminate departments and get rid of and discourage students from attending. 
But then they even did one of the most absurd things, which is that they installed a new coffee shop on the campus, a privately run one. And the coffee shop has a Bible verse on the coffee cups. And well, but the Bible verse, the book that it came from is spelled wrong. (laughs) Of course it is. Of course. And the reference, I believe, is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, right? That's that's a that's a verse that's plastered on all kinds of evangelical kids, refrigerator magnets. I mean, if your mom doesn't mm-hmm. have one in her kitchen, you probably didn't grow up evangelical. I'm I am calling so shenanigans. Frustrated that they didn't they yeah. missed. They could have said, I do all things through coffee. It, it's <laughs> right there guys it sells your coffee it gets the the message across of your bible verse it's excellent branding it's a good play on words what here's the thing about authoritarians fascists. it's too smart <laughs> they have they have no sense of humor they have no. zero sense of humor they think it's funny when they beat up somebody who's in an out group that they hate but they absolutely cannot laugh at themselves cannot can't. yeah so, well yeah and, and you can't, and you can't so... change the bible <laughs> even for marketing. No. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I will say like I will say like I used to have an intern whose name was Philip and it was spelled like Philippians so only one L. And I was always misspelling his name. And 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 so like that's a forgivable mistake but like Jesus if you're going to spend $2000 on some cups you should at least check the spelling of that. <laughs> it's like those people who get once. Shakespeare quotes tattooed on their arms and then they're spelled wrong. Like, you know? Oh, yes. Those are great. Yeah. <laughs> people of Walmart type stories. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. But it's like it is like the, the banality of evil, as, as Hannah Arendt, the, the author, said that like because evil things and, and ideas are stupid. They are stupid. And so it's worth keeping that in mind. But at the same time, some people don't take it seriously because it is so stupid. And it's like, right. And yeah. and that's how we lose Roe v. Wade and all kinds of other things. Right. It's because enough people didn't take it seriously over time. Right. The, the, yeah. the people that I grew up as, they're way too ridiculous. You must be exaggerating it or they're just totally fringe. Yeah. They're so totally fringe that they took control of the entire Republican Party. Yeah. Well, and that's why, yeah. So, like the approach that we're taking here is that, yeah, we'll 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 make fun of these guys, but we'll also tell you that they're evil. Yeah, uh, and I'm 100 percent on board with that. But I mean, as far as the coffee <laughs> cups go, that's probably the the least evil thing that's been mm-hmm. done to New College, but it is definitely the funniest. Oh yeah, <laughs> it it it's definitely hilarious. I can't just. Uh, the the erosion of education in the United States is so embarrassing. Like we were already not the smartest country, and <laughs> it's just. I, li- I, li- worse. I like your. I approve of your Midwestern understatement there. As a Midwesterner, <laughs> I get it. Trying so hard to be polite. Oh, how did you like the apple pie? Oh, it was not my favorite. You know? Yeah, it wasn't in my top. 10 or 20. You just, uh, you're never going to say, oh, I didn't yeah. like your apple pie. Yeah. It's, I, well, I also have to be careful how stupid I say Americans are because I was on Sirius XM a couple of years ago. I had released, this is a seg, whole side story, but I had released an album and Sirius XM is only in the United States. 
and my I recorded my album in London and my friend goes, how how do you like performing in London versus the United States? I go, oh my God, they're so much smarter over there. I go, Americans are so stupid. And she goes, Lisa, <laughs> you're broadcasting this to exclusively Americans. And I was like, whoops, amazing. <laughs> I'm like, never mind, I guess I'll stop saying that. <laughs> but it's like, I had, this is how dumb we are and i don't know i i don't know the timeline of when education really started to take a nosedive but i was in birmingham this past week i had a show and it was a lot of fun and there was a really great group of like left more people there and it was a really fun show and then afterwards i was talking about the comics and i commented i was like yeah everyone's been so normal so far like this has been so fun and so nice not 30 seconds later, another comic walked up to me and he, he had to be like 22. And he had just said that he's a new father uh, um, a minute before then. And he go, I told him that I had driven down from Indiana that day. And he goes, where is Indiana anyway? <laughs> I was like, this isn't like, I understand you not knowing where Turkmenistan is, but this is three <laughs> states above you. This was a seven hour drive, my guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, all right. So I, I think that's our, our last story for the day here. Yeah, this was so fun. So I, it was. Yeah. Well, uh, so Chrissy, where can uh, people find your stuff? So when I got this question on podcasts before, I always used to say Twitter was sort of like the main online space to connect with me. But obviously, the site formerly known as Twitter that I refuse to call X is circling the drain. I am still there for now, though, at C underscore Stroop, S-T-R-O-O-P. And I'll, I'll be there until Elon does something so terrible that I have to leave, like getting rid of the block button as he's threatening to do. That would, yeah. that would, make, that would make me leave. Or until I have a similar reach somewhere else. But I did just launch a Substack, so I'd love for people to subscribe. It's called the Bugbear Dispatch, and it's at bugbeardispatch.substack.com. I have a website at cstroop.com. I am a senior correspondent for Religion Dispatches and a columnist for Open Democracy, which is the UK-based outlet that I was just talking about. I write a weekly column for them. So yeah, and if people want to know a little bit more about me or that you're interested in like ex-evangelicals and people came out of this right-wing evangelical background and how we're processing that, I co-edited an anthology with my friend Lauren O'Neill called Empty the Pews, Stories Incredible. of Leaving the Church. So please buy our book. Awesome. All right. Well, Lisa, where are you performing in the coming days. Um, <laughs> I will be at the Grove in Lowell, Arkansas, September 1st and 2nd. I'm headlining up there. Come out. There's two or three shows. I don't remember. It's going to be a great time. And then beyond that, check out my Instagram for other information. That's Olympian Lisa Curry. All righty. And then uh, everybody should make sure to follow this show on Instagram and Twitter. It's a doom scroll show on both of those places. And we're posting the episodes in full on Instagram as well. If you are a Instagram person and make sure to go to flux.community for more articles and podcasts. Thanks very much for being here, everybody. Thanks Bye. for having me.